More music. Better mental health. Only on IPL Radio. And it must be that time on a Friday. I can't even hear myself. Is that working? Doesn't seem like it's working. Hang on. Can you hear me? Can you hear me, girls? Okay, I don't think that one was working. So it's Mish, Mish on a Friday. It's Good Vibrations on a Friday afternoon, which is the best spot in the week because everyone's winding down for the weekend. I've got a, a room full of people in today and I've forgotten everyone's name already. So they're on work experience, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah. Introduce yourselves. Hi, my name is Monique Westfall. I'm from Belarus Secondary College and I'm in Year 12. Excellent. And? Um, my name is Annabelle Hardy. I'm from Atwell College and I'm also in Year 12. Excellent. So they're on work experience. So I'm going to hand over the, um, the reins over to Monique today, which is really hard for me because I'm a control freak. So... <laughs> if I slap your wrists, <laughs> it's because I'm not happy. No, I'm kidding. So, And I'm going to have Lana coming in shortly as well. She's going to be sitting with us as well today. Lana, I've had the last couple of weeks. She's been helping me out as a co-host. And I've got a interview at 2 o'clock today. We have a lady coming in who's an author, so that'll be interesting. My 1.15 appointment, unfortunately, has had to cancel due to their child being sick, so I wasn't able to come in. But we'll have a lot of chit-chat today, a lot of 80s music. We'll have a good time. So everyone just relax, grab your lunch, grab your cup of tea, sit back, relax, and let's enjoy some 80s because that's what I love. More music. Better mental health. Only on IPL Radio. And you're listening to Bish on Good Vibrations this afternoon on a Friday. Um, hopefully everybody's well today and looking forward to the weekend. Um, I've got a couple of work experience girls in with me today. And I'm just trying to get my mics. Oh, there we go. Now I can hear myself. Um, yeah, a couple of work experience girls. And if you can introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Monique Westwell. I'm from Beldiver Secondary College and I am in Year 12. And I'm Annabelle Hardy. I'm from Atwell College and I'm also in Year 12. Perfect. So they're on work experience. So they're my prodigies. <laughs> um, yeah, which is great because I've got a few people in the, in, the, in the studio with me, which is really nice. It's so much easier when there's someone in here to chat with. And then I've got Lana popping in in a minute. She's just popping out to something to eat because it is around lunchtime. So hopefully you guys have had something to eat. You've got your cup of tea and you're yeah. relaxing for the afternoon. Have you had lunch, everyone? Um, yeah, I've had breakfast. Oh. <laughs> I ate lunch like five minutes yeah, she ago. she threw it <laughs> through it down her throat. Um, yeah, so everyone enjoy the afternoon. We've got some uh, an interview coming up at 2 o'clock and we've got some 80s music. Of course, these girls have no idea what the 80s music is, but I will have it pumped into them in the next 10 weeks, I swear to God. <laughs> um, they will love it. Um, yeah, so... Um, Monique's just going to shuffle through the music and play whatever she feels like today because she doesn't know what it is. So she's literally just going to eeny, meeny, miny, moe and play the music. But that's good because it's all experience and, and it's lots of fun. So we'll head into some more music now and okay. what have you got to play for us? Uh, we can do Ain't No Sunshine by Bill Withers. That's correct. Thank you. Enjoy. Better Mental Health. Only on IPL Radio. Listening to Good Vibrations with Mish this afternoon on a Friday. I've got a full house here today. If everyone wants to introduce themselves again. Hi, I'm Monique Westfall. I'm from Bodavis Secondary College and I am in Year 12. Good. My name's Annabelle Hardy. I'm from Atwell College and I'm also in Year 12. Hmm? Hi, my name's Lana and I am not in school because I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> you're not old, my dear. You're not old. Trust me. Um, you're doing... Um, 
just experience with us at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm here for, well, work for the doll, but I'm hoping to volunteer. Yeah, I'm I mean, you've been with so. me for the last two weeks anyway, so yeah. you're my co-host <laughs> at the moment. But yeah, so there's four of us in, in the studio, so we're, we're a bit busy teaching and showing people how to use equipment, which is fantastic. Monique's on the boards today, so she's the, the driver, and it's killing me giving the control over to somebody else. <laughs> I can feel the tension in your shoulders from here. I know, it's killing me. So I wanted to talk to you all about your weekend. Now, I know, Lana, you had your son with you this weekend. How did that go? Yeah, really good, good. Um, what did you do? We pretty much just hung out playing games the whole time because it was too cool. hard to go outside yeah. and do anything. Yeah. So we just, yeah. Like awesome. We do, we do parallel play really well. So mm-hmm. like we just had, like... I was on the Switch, he gave me his new Pokemon game for me to try playing, so that was really cool. <laughs> um, I was playing Pokemon Scarlet, and he was just messing around on the tablet. He's he's, he's doing alright considering he's not allowed to watch YouTube anymore. Oh, okay. He, started, he likes spooky things, oh. so he started getting into like horror games, and a lot of that stuff is really actually geared at kids these days. Really? So like he was getting into like a lot of... Like spooky looking stuff, but it wasn't actually like it was, it was like kids' contact. But because like, he's seven, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I didn't know he wasn't allowed to watch it until <gasps> oh, he, he, okay. he was drawing some characters from I think Rainbow Friends, and like my ex like seen it mm. and um, yeah, kind of told you off. <laughs> yeah, well next time I, next time I went to pick him up, like I, yeah, she said like you know don't. Don't, don't let him watch YouTube. Like it's bad for YouTube. And I was like, okay. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. YouTube's a bit rough. Because he, he didn't. Like it wasn't like he was like, you know, you know, when a kid knows they're doing something wrong, they'll, yeah. they'll be like, oh, can I do this? And you know, yeah. like kind of yeah. ask them that kind of way. And he, he was just so casual about it. Like I just thought that that's something he'd done at home. Oh, okay. I had no idea. He wasn't tricking you. Yeah. <laughs> no, he wasn't tricking me at all. He was. He, I, he just like, you know, found it by like, you know, just going through. Okay. Uh, you know, well, I was because I'm new to all the, the social media stuff and TikTok and all that. And YouTube, like, you can literally type in something that's very innocent, and then something will pop up, and you think, oh my goodness, that wasn't what I was looking for. Yeah. So it's really easy for it to go from PGG to something. Well, that's that, the know, thing, like, when, when, no when he was limit. watching stuff, he never, he was never watching anything that wasn't aimed at kids. Like it was like. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, can you limit it? Like, can you only limit it so that he's only going to see kids stuff, or is it just open? I'm not. I'm thinking you have like YouTube kids. Yeah, like yeah, you but must like, do. Yeah, because it is pretty, and TikTok's even like worse. Like, there's no limits on that. You can find anything on there. It's pretty rough. <laughs> Very naughty. Anyway, <laughs> Annie, I'm going to call you Annie because it's the only way I'm going to remember. Yes. What did you do on the weekend? Um, what did I do on the weekend? I went to go see my friend. Yeah, this is a week ago. Now. This was a week ago, yeah. <laughs> it's more closer tomorrow. Yeah, I know, tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, well, okay, this weekend. Yes. Um, I'm going to go see one of my best friends. Um, probably stay with her for a couple of days. Um, and yeah, just kind of get everything ready for school again okay you know we're year 12s now we have to do stuff at home homework emails, <laughs> you should you should be doing that for the last eight years my love oh i haven't been paying attention <laughs> much in school so i'm surprised i made it this far but. okay emanate what have, what have you got planned i should say uh i'm tonight at 6 p.m i have my first singing lessons with this new lady her name's paris mm. um and I'm very picky with who I work with, so hopefully I get a good vibe from her. We're going to get her singing, by the way, before we're out. No, not we're not. Not today. Not <laughs> no, today. we're not. <laughs> not today, but she'll get comfortable. Um, and then afterwards, my dad's picking me up. Yeah. It's my dad's weekend. Yeah. 
Um, well, I don't know what I have planned with him. With Normally we just wing it. Sometimes he'll take circus. me on the back of his motorbike. Oh, was he right? Because I'm a motorbike rider. Was he right? Let's find out from Dale. I have no idea. I'm going to turn him around to Indians. Yeah. That's my bike. He has like a Honda one. I'm not too sure. As long as not a Harley one, it's fine. Okay, cool. So you've got a busy weekend ahead of you then. Maybe. Sometimes. I've got a massive weekend ahead of me, which is really unusual for me. I don't normally do anything but um, my husband and I have got booked tickets tonight to see Ross Noble who's a comedian a UK comedian he's coming down to Mandra so we're going to go down there earlier because that's it's 8 o'clock and have dinner with my mum and dad or we're going to go out for dinner and tomorrow we're going to see Stinger King's Park and you girls probably don't know who Sting is but he's the lead singer of the police and you probably don't know what the police is oh yeah yeah so Sting's, Sting's on tomorrow is it's actually on tonight as well but we're seeing tomorrow's concert and then it's my son's uh, birthday and we're going out for lunch on Sunday with everybody so he's turning 25 he's my baby so um, yeah, so I'm on a really busy weekend, which is which is really good. But it stresses me out a bit. I'm not used to doing so much all in one time. It always happens at once. Like there's nothing. I do nothing for weeks, and all of a sudden Contact I've got something to be doing. But that's okay. That's fine. So yeah, so we're all good. Um, let's play something else. Let's see if you can um, intro it in. Can you read them? Do you know how to say? I'd be interested to hear you say some of these bands' names, actually. Oh God. <laughs> okay, let's play Dance Whole Days by Wang Chong. Oh, good girl. Oh, Excellent. Wang Chong. Enjoy. More music. Better mental health. Only on IPL Radio. Excellent. Hello, and you're back with Good Vibrations with Mish and Annie and Monica, Monique and Lana. We're all here. We've got a studio full of people today. Um, I wanted to talk about what I'm doing tomorrow. Talk about me. Uh, it's all about me. Um, we're going to see Sting tomorrow, which you girls have no idea, but Sting is the lead singer of The Police, which is a very popular 80s band back in my day. Um, he's actually playing tonight, I think, at Kings Park. And also IPL tomorrow Leo. at Kings Park. Gates open at 5 o'clock, uh, I believe, tomorrow, because I'm going to tomorrow. And his son, he's got a, an older son who's actually playing support act. So that should be interesting. So that's at Kings Park tomorrow. So let's play a little bit of Sting and uh, enjoy, because I will certainly be enjoying it tomorrow. More music. Better mental health. Only on IPL Radio. And you're back with the gang today. <laughs> I'll just say the gang because there's four of us in here today will, at um, Good Vibrations on this Friday yeah, afternoon. So and it's such a beautiful day um, out there. I think it's only going to be about um, 32 or something uh, today. It's not going to be too bad. It's been a wonderful summer. It's been, it I think it is always hotter in here because I'm in here. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Anyway, it's lovely having people in there because I can use my old jokes. Anyway. Yeah, it is. It's We've been so lucky with the summer. It hasn't been really very hot, has it? We haven't had a single 40 degree no. day. No. And normally we get re- it's stinking hot. You know, it could be in the you know, early 40s. We haven't had touch wood. It doesn't happen. Yeah, let's all touch wood. Um, but it has. we've been very lucky with the weather, I think. So anyway, let's get off that subject. I want to talk about you, Lana. Now we've <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, people that have no, been listening over the last because this is your third week with me now, right? Yeah. <laughs> we've been talking about your journey um, through rehab. And, um, yeah, we've been talking talk about, about so um, before um, rehab. I, so we were going to discuss homelessness. Yeah. Um, 
<clears throat> I'm lucky enough to say that I have had from, no um, dealings in that area at movie. all. It, that's my new so I'm going to leave it up to you to to talk about. You can speak so as much as you, you need that, to you know or be as open as you want to be. Um, um, go for it. Floor is yours. Okay. And then, yeah, so, uh, so I guess like... That's what we'll be it probably started way back when today. I was like a teenager. I want to say, um, and I started shout out to Richard, um, hanging out around the back, city and stuff like that, and started getting involved with like the music and the party um, scene and so all that kind of stuff. And because my home was never really stable, mm-hmm. it was like from his holiday, so an abusive kind of home, so I didn't really and, um, like. We'll keep on feel keep safe on. in that we're environment. So I started going into other unsafe environments <laughs> that <laughs> felt safer about. to me because it was with friends yeah. and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And some of these like, are the so a lot of my teenage years, even though I did spend time at home and things like that, and I still had a home to go to. Like I did start couch surfing and not really being home that often. And you know, yeah. So that's kind of where it started. It was easy to do that. Always like hanging out in the streets of the city and all that kind of stuff. So I kind of got used to that kind of lifestyle a lot more. Just like okay, the first a bit one more of a we'll talk about yeah. the series and um, like this one is so so you had so, so you had a home to live in because you had your parents' home, yeah, but because it was an unstable and, um, environment, you felt safer on the streets through with with friends yeah, and people that you were comfortable with. Definitely, like back in the day, I could go into the city and I, so if I went in there and married, I'd find like 20, 30 people within like a little while, and you know, like that was so. Would you actually sleep on the street? Have you no, had to sleep I on the street? I did until I was actually like proper homeless. So like not until like a few years ago, maybe okay. like I think it was like four years ago. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, that that was pretty much like from like fourteen up until about like eighteen, nineteen. Yeah. Mostly. And then um, I moved out of home and started living with friends and stuff like that. Yeah. So that kind of stopped happening. Um, and yeah, I started working more often and all that kind of stuff, so it didn't, didn't happen that frequently. Um, and then when I was... When I was 20, 25, I think, like 24, 25, um, I ended up like being completely homeless, like nowhere to go. Okay. Um, yeah, so like I, I did have, like prior to that I had my own place. Mm. Then I started having like mental health troubles and yeah. went into like a long term episode of psychosis. Okay. Uh, lost my marbles entirely. Yeah. Um, and like even prior to becoming completely homeless, I already started like hanging out with people on the street and stuff like that, and okay. like getting more back to I guess similar to how I was when I was younger. Like, okay. Yeah. Um, so can you remember the first day that you actually had to sleep on the street? Can you remember that? Yeah. I think I cried. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like I, I like. So I, like when I had my home, like I, I lived in a unit in the park, um, and I was there for about a year. And even though I wasn't paying rent for the last few months there, because I would just go and spend it on other things. Yeah. And like. Um, my real estate lady was actually like quite nice and mm. let me stay there until the end of the lease. Okay. I just owed them quite a bit of money. Yeah. Um, so I like I stayed there until the end of my lease. Um, and then I remember on that day she rocked up at about like nine in the morning. I'd already like packed up mm. what I thought I needed to bring with me, mm. which was completely a lot of things that I didn't really need to bring with oh, me. Oh, I and, see. Like, I just had like a few bags of stuff. Yeah. Um, and that was basically my life from that wow. point. Wow. You know, like that's all I had and. Yeah, so I, I um, went into the city. I 
because I was like so mentally unwell. Yeah. I didn't know like how to go out and ask for help, how to find support. Okay. I ended up finding my way to Rua in the city. Um, that same day? I don't think that same day. Okay. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't I don't remember it that vividly because like psycho yeah, of course, of course. Yep. memory. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So like I just remember yeah having all my stuff and just like wandering around occasionally like sitting down places and yeah like just being scared like really really scared yeah. um, and you didn't know anyone on the street to help you out at the time vaguely not not like but because like i wasn't really in a state where i could like yeah. find connections or like you know okay. be, like talk to people like i'm talking now yeah. and stuff like that yeah. you know i was Love very much like, not yeah. on this planet yeah so, yeah gosh okay um so that was, yeah, and lots of like really kind of unsafe situations, like plenty of violence and other not so fun things happened while I was out there. I ended up being out there only, I guess I was lucky, I was only out there for about three months. Well, this is long enough. <laughs> Did you get beaten up or anything like that? Uh, Sexually assaulted? A couple of times. Really? Yeah, yeah, so it wasn't, wasn't that great. Um, oh gosh. And sometimes I, I would find people to like, you know, sleep in a group with, yep. which was a bit safer than sleeping yeah. on your own. Yeah. Most of the time, I would just try and find somewhere to like wow. sleep. And like, it's sweet. I swear, like every time I went to sleep, like one of my bags went missing or people had gone through my stuff. Oh, and, no. like, so I went out with a few bags and by the end of it, like I had like literally nothing. Is there other homeless people going through your bags? I, I can only assume so. Like I don't, I don't see why anybody else I think that they'd know better. I'm like, to. you know, that's, yeah. that's all you've got in the, in the, in the world. I think like when, like for a lot of people, it's like a survival thing. Like, okay. you know, take what you can get because you don't really have much. Okay, trouble. fine, yep. Yeah. Wow. And what do you think about the councils and at the moment putting up bollards and spikes on the floor so people can't sleep there? It's pretty ridiculous. Mm. Yeah, I think, like, especially, like, now, like, since COVID, like, homelessness is becoming, mm. like, even, like, way more prevalent yep. than it was. Like, yeah. And it's not just affecting, like, I guess, more um, disadvantaged people that, like, in general, like, people from, like, you know, like, um, poor backgrounds or people with, like, drug and alcohol problems. Yeah. Like, it's actually affecting, like, everyday families. Yeah. And people that have, yeah, no work. Like, They're you know, no like, work. Re- the rental prices are yeah. going up so much. Exactly. So, like, people that have lived in long-term rentals. Mm. Like, a lot of people, like, I, I remember someone I started getting help from Active Care. She said, like, you know, the reason that the priority and the priority has gone up, like, a year or two for the way, at least, is because, oh. like, so many people are, like, living out of their cars or have... And they've got families as well. These people that have been the rental market or yeah you know, and they take priority they can't no, no not even that like they it's like we're previously able to afford to rent oh and now like they've even been told from the places they're saying it's going to go up like a hundred dollars a week or whatever it is like yeah, yeah. oh yeah it's just it's pretty, it's pretty sad really sad sad state to be in but yeah. really scary i couldn't i couldn't imagine having to be out there i wouldn't know where to start know where to go yeah it wasn't fun <laughs> what what did you do to like supply yourself with like food and water on a so daily basis when i went out i still had my guitar and i would like i was spinning the same um you've got to get into something <laughs> um yeah so like that for a while like that until my guitar got broken that was how oh, i supported okay. myself yeah my guitar got broken by not very nice people and just like one of them like took it off me and then the other one like jumped on it and like, just broke it. it was the guitar was older than me and like my absolute like, no. like my, 
most prized possession. So what did you do then? Um, well, by that point, I'd already found some of the places I can get food. Okay. Like really, uh, right. really, like really basic food, like yeah. bre- breads and pastries and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I found, towards the end of in the streets, I found Trampies, which is like on the other side of um, but like not yeah. that thing. Yeah. And they do like meals all throughout the day. Okay. So... There were, and there were ways, and you know, I, was, I was still quite a bit of food. Yeah, like that was good. that was kind of a. Vibe what about showers and toilets? We were had showers and so did champions. So yeah, that but like good. I was and really, washing. Really dishevelled. I used to have like hair down to my butt, and then when mm. I was on the streets, my hair got all matted and disgusting. Oh. I had like bugs and all sorts of oh, things in my hair. No. It was not nice. My scalp is still pretty messed up really? from that. Yeah, it's been years and it's still still oh not recovered. Gosh, so it's a shame. Yeah, that's, that's hard. Yeah, hard. That was after after, after, really after I come off the streets, I shaved my head and it was it was really really like raw and oh. not nice. Just from the bugs and the, <laughs> yeah. the matting. Ouch. Ain't know how dog feels. King Charles Cavalier or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's really sad. It's really sad. But um, that was a time in your life, and I think I know it's, it's going to sound. Not going to sound very nice, but maybe you were put there for a reason because you today, what I see of you today, is a mature, level headed go getter that, that's going to achieve because you know, when you're nothing like I don't think you, I mean, I never met you back in those days, but to, to me, what I see today is someone who's going to achieve their goals. And you have goals to achieve, at least. So I, I think you can do it, and I, I'm really thinking you're a good place. Definitely in a lot better place these days. I sort of, like, in a way, agree, because, like, you've learnt your lessons to not do the bad things that you used to be able to do. Yeah. And you're working on yourself mentally and physically, and you are so strong for going through all that exactly. stuff. I would not know exactly. what I'd do if I was in that situation. I'd be like bawling my eyes out. I'd be like not knowing what to do, and like it's a shock to me because I read people, but I I just couldn't like imagine you like <laughs> going through that because you're like you're very beautiful and you're like you're very nice, and I wouldn't yes. like want anyone to go through that, and that's just like. It just hit me. I, w- I was trying not to cry before oh. you were telling me. <laughs> but like, but like, I've gone through horrible things. But like, I just couldn't imagine going what you got. You went through. And that's and just only just one part of it. I mean, Lana's gone through yeah. so much. And it makes you think about like when you do go to the city and you do see those people exactly. and stuff. Everyone's got a story. Exactly. There's and always not, a reason. They're not you know? all drunks on the side of the yeah. road. They're not. They're there for their reasons yeah. and, and you know, many different reasons why they're on the side of the street. And it makes you think like your parents and stuff. Like if you're in like a good environmental home, you would never picture how bad the world is actually is because of all the bad people who will hurt you and do things to you that you wouldn't even imagine or even think of doing to someone else but yet they do it to people on the streets it's horrible to think people could do that to another human being when you don't even know what they went through some of the it's also probably important to add like uh, some of the worst treatment i got while i was on the streets was actually from the police Really? Wow. Yeah. Police are the, the they, worst with they, those. They're like, um, I, I think as well, it didn't really help that I'm a trans person. Mm. And like most of the clothes I had was like my 
mm. same clothes, and that was what I'd usually wear. Yeah, they treated you differently. Yeah, because like of that. even like I've Coming had like prior to Chief, I had like some negative experiences with the police. Wow. And it just got a lot worse. Like, um, yeah, there were um, some some that just yeah, so we had, um, like when they, when they would see me, like I'd, I'd get like moved on from places that were safe and familiar to me. Yeah. Um, even if I wasn't causing any trouble or doing anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, like and just harassment. Like, <coughs> To uh, me, it's like in their eyes, they think it's just a pest on the streets yeah. that they just want to get rid of. But it's another human being. But so is a rat and a, co- and a cockroach. They're not rats and cockroaches, they're human beings. Yeah, it's, no, it's disgusting. Well, that's interesting to hear. It's a shame to hear, actually. Yeah, well, that's, I think we should um, stop there for a moment and continue either maybe today or next week because we've got a few things on today. Are you heading off shortly, Annie? Yes. Yes, I will be. Is someone picking you up? Um, I'm going to go see one of my friends, actually, because they live down Are you ready to leave us? Yeah. If you want to, you can say goodbye now, and we'll catch up with you when you come back next week. Yeah, that's cool. Good. Yeah. Okay, cool. So we'll see you next Friday, or everyone, all the listeners will hear her next Friday. Yeah. Because this will be her proper, proper day of work experience. It'll be next week. Yeah. Just popped in today to see what was going on. So I'll get her to do some of the deck stuff next week and sit her in the hot seat. See how you go. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great weekend. Thank you, guys. You too. And take care of yourself. And I think um, we've got some more music. We're now going to be playing Wouldn't It Be Good by Nick Kershaw. Correct. That's correct. I said that right? Yeah, lovely. More music. Better mental health. Only on IPL Radio. And you're listening to Good Vibrations with Mish and Lana and Monique today. We've lost one, so it's just three of us in the uh, studio today, or at the moment, I should say, until we have an interview coming in at two. So until such time as that interview comes in, I thought we would talk about why Monique is here. Now, Monique is a work experience, so she is a student in a high school. Um, can you tell us about the work experience part of it first? Um, how many hours, days, what's it, what's it for? Um, I'm doing it every Friday. Um, I get here probably around like 9 o'clock because 9 o'clock is better than 9.30. Do you have to do a certain amount of hours? Um... It, I don't think it really matters okay. as long as I get over 110 hours by the end of the year. Okay, fine. That's so there is a there is a, a, a required amount of hours because yeah. you could just say oh, I can't be bothered going in today and stay at home. Yeah. What's going to stop you from doing that? Well, nothing. Nothing. As long as you do 110 hours for the yeah. year. Okay, good. So, what school are you in, Ramonis? Beldivis Secondary College. Beldivis Secondary College. Okay, that would be in Beldivis. Um, okay, so tell us why you chose to come to the radio for your work experience. Because this is something totally different. Usually, when you do work experience, you're doing childcare and you're doing office work. Yeah, but let's, let's face it, I'm not. That basic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, could, okay, just go for it. Just, okay, so you've opened the floor up now. So just oh tell God. us, tell us why the radio was where you needed to go. Okay, so music has been a part of like my whole life, as I've said. And um, they meet up. It's a love story. It's a teen romantic sort of. Just remembering the story that you told earlier may not yeah. be the people that are listening now. So you may have to start. Yeah. And explain again why you're yeah. here. So music's been a part of my life, and for my future, 
Hopefully, praying touch wood. Um, that I can start my own type of business with like studio work and radio. So my idea for my future workspace is I'm gonna have a two story building. Um, very specific. I planned this out since last year. Um, So I'm going to be like studying music before I can do it and save up my money for everything. So I'm going to have a two-story building. Downstairs, the left side is going to be like radio place. And then the right side is going to be like the studio place. So it's going to be a work place for... Young people or like all ages if they want to start their music career. So like if they have a song that they want to create and stuff, they can do that. And if they want to do something like radio, stuff like we're doing right now, yeah, they can do that and then basically teach them. And then like around like the upstairs area is going to be like a safe place for kids. So like say if... You're older and you have kids and they forget their keys to go home and they can't go anywhere. Well, my workspace can be where they can chill out. Like, it's a safe place. Like, no judgment, no hate, just casual things like we're doing right now. Just talk about things, talk about your life, talk about the drama or the tea about school. Is that what it's called now, the tea? Yeah, spill okay. the tea. Spill the tea, spill oh, the tea oh, girls. I've been, been around for a while. Ah, oh, I have been around for a while as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it would be like a nice place. So I'd have like video games. So I'd like cool. have a PS4, an Xbox, a Nintendo, whatever they prefer to play on. Mm. Is you kind of think like like a drop-in centre kind of oh, energy that, yeah. to it? Like, like anyone can come in like through certain hours of the day? Yeah. And so it'll be like, like it'll be like open. It'll be open from like eight o'clock to like six. Yeah. So it'll be like an all-day thing besides weekends, maybe, mm. depending if I want to sleep in. Because <laughs> you are know you, I gotta sleep. Are you sleeping on this premises as well, or are you going home somewhere? Going home. So you're not gonna live on the premises. What do you mean? Well, you could have your own. In there as well. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'll be living close to it. Or probably when I'm first starting it, like while I'm working on it, I can have like a mattress in there Mm. and like start it out. And when you've got your radio and your studio set up, are you gonna charge people to use the equipment? How are you gonna make an income? So I'm thinking it will be like probably around. It's depending how long they want to do yeah, it for. Yeah. So, like, if it's over an hour, I'll probably charge them, like, $50. You have to work out your costs because equipment, yeah. you're going to supply the equipment. That's very expensive to start. Yeah, I just got to work because when I'm, because I don't know no, of course, how much it is bills, now. So, it's depending how much everything the is. is. Yeah. And so then you've like, got your power bills, you've got your heating, you've got yeah. your cooling, you've got so your if the if someone is recording one song in the studio, I'd probably charge them, like, Fifty dollars, yeah. and then if they're like on a radio and they're doing their own thing, I'll charge them like yeah. So it'll be time ten dollars or twenty dollars an hour. Yeah, you just have to work out your costs first. It's depending what they're doing. Yeah. But upstairs it will be like 
free, free. basically because yeah. it's all like a safe place for yeah. kids. Yeah, safe haven. It's, it's brilliant. I think that's beautiful. Yeah, Absolutely beautiful. Oh my God, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's really lovely for someone of your age to come up with something like that. I think that's magnificent. I, when I was young, like when we were talking about you and your experience and stuff, when I was a kid, um, like I wouldn't see like many homeless people, mm. but when I was young, I used to have this idea where I had like a safe place for homeless people oh. to come and I'd have them cooked meals, have them fresh water, fresh clothes if they want anything, mm. just to help them get back on their feet. Yep. And I was about like eight awesome. when I was thinking that, awesome. like, because I just want the world to be a safe place for yeah. people because yep. there's so much horrible things in this world that mm. young kids and teenagers and even adults yep. are not aware of. So I just want like to make try and make the world a better place and a safe place for people to like live in. It reminds me of that Michael Jackson song Heal the World. I love that song. Anyway, that's an 80s song. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't got that either. I have to put that on. Um, Yeah, that's absolutely fantastic and very mature of you to come up with such an awesome concept. I think, you know, if you can afford to keep that running and maybe you could get sponsorships to set it up. Yeah, my mum is always like supporting me in what I do. Like she is, she's like in a way my best friend. Yeah, yeah. I tell her things that I wouldn't even really tell anyone. And then everyone's like, how do you have such a good friendship with your mum? Yeah. Tell her the truth. Exactly. Tell her every single detail yeah. you, you want her to know yeah. so she knows you. I've got that relationship with my mum. Yeah. yeah. But with my dad, it's like sort of a different story. Because yeah. <laughs> it's your dad. You, it's you can't tell no. him like, oh, yeah, you like kissed yeah. a boy. <laughs> like I remember when I was like six years old or seven, I had my first kiss with a young boy my age and he was like oh. I'm going to his house I'm going to kill him I'm going to kill him he touched my daughter I'm going to kill him oh get me shotgun out yeah oh, that's awesome well that's brilliant I mean, you know what you've got a goal and that's something that you, yeah. I think we all have to have a goal to head towards something that we can achieve I think you need to achieve things in your life too and yeah. it builds up your self esteem as well um, it yeah. makes you feel you, you sound like you've got a very you're very confident are you very confident um, I've suffered from like depression anxiety and stuff since i was little because of like my past okay but since i am now opening up about my issues Mm. with my therapist Mm. and my mom and i'm more open and i think it's because i'm getting older and i'm getting to the point where i'm like i'm not going to be a kid anymore i've got to grow up at some point and I think right now, I think it's a good point in my life to actually start getting my stuff together. For you. So, like, I do get, like, bad anxiety. Like, I'll have a panic attack. Mm-hmm. That's just normal. Yeah. Everyone everyone can get anxiety. Yeah. But I guess, in a way, I am confident because I'm confident with what I love. And what I love is my family, my friends, and my music. You're passionate. My, I'm passionate. Mm. I love, like, when I want something and when I mm. love something, mm. I'll try my hardest to do it. All. Yep. Yeah. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Um, I also suffer from anxiety and depression, so and I think we all do in here. Yeah. yeah. Um, Everyone has a different form yeah. of it. Which, um, I love IPL Radio because we're all a family in here and we've all got our struggles, we've all got our stories, but we're very non-judgmental. Yeah. And I feel very comfortable when I walk through the door um, because we're all... We've all got our stories and, you know, yeah. it is very, it, we, we always call ourselves the IPL family because we're very comfortable with each other. I literally, I don't, I've only been here since 
October probably. So I haven't been here for long either, but I feel like I've been here for years. Yeah. It just it feels that way, you know, very comfortable around. And it's hard to find people like that to be comfortable around and be open to. Yeah. Um and non judgment. You know, I hate being judged and, and people you know, yeah, just like that's the worst thing. It's it sucks when you feel like you can't open up mm. and you feel like you you're like in a box. Yep. Because when I was younger, when I was dealing with all my things, mm. I just felt trapped. Yep. Like it was so hard for me to like get out and show myself and be like, this is me. Yep. You don't like it, you can bugger off. Bugger <laughs> off, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to find a nice yeah, word. Sure that was a nice word either, but it was better than the option. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. like I couldn't open up about anything and Good I didn't trust I didn't trust anyone. I still find it hard to trust people, especially men, because I've had okay. some things about men okay. that I don't like. Mm-hmm. How old are you? I am turning 17 in April. Oh my gosh, you're so young. Like, I'm dealing with my mental health at a, I'm 55, yeah. and I'm still dealing with stuff. Yeah. And learning, I learn all the time. And coming into the radio, because we talk a lot about mental health in here, um, I'm learning a yeah, lot so about it and a lot about myself. Yeah. But you, for, for your age, I think you've got a long way to go, girl, and I'm a good girl, you know, that's brilliant. <laughs> Thank I think, you. I wish I was more like you at 16, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I think it's because I've, like, I was probably, like, Oh, I don't, I don't know how long, but I think I was around like 14 when I started to talk about things. Mm. And it's just like, help. Like, if you're struggling with something, go try and find someone to talk to. Trust me, it will help. It will help. No matter what it is, find someone you trust, like a family friend or a family member or a friend or a a dog or an animal. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. As long as you get it off your chest, you can feel better yeah. like it feels like weight is lifted off your shoulders even though it's hard to talk about things yeah. you struggle with to talk about on a daily basis trust me it will feel so much better because i've dealt with things like probably last year like almost around the ending and i felt like i couldn't tell anyone about it and then i told my therapist and it just felt so amazing to get it off my chest and my cousin caitlin she's like my best friend i love her i protect her with all my heart and my soul and like when she's struggling with things i'm like tell me you can trust me i've dealt with things if you think you're going alone alone with it I'll go through it with you. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> wow. Like, you're awesome. <laughs> you know that? You're absolutely awesome. And for someone who's 16, I think that's terrific. You've got yeah. a good head on your shoulders, girl. So, Yeah, very wise. Good for you. <laughs> I know I am. <laughs> so um, Monique's going to be in for a few weeks, so we'll be able to get some more stories out of you as yeah. the weeks go along. And I'm an open book. Yeah, you can ask that's, me anything. that's brilliant. That's so good. At 16, I was so closed off. I think I was so worried about what people would think yeah, of me. I was telling Fibs about everything yeah. about myself. No, I mean, you've got to tell a little white lie now. No, I don't, believe, I, don't, I don't believe you do. And I don't think I was the lie, but I was always worried about what people were going to talk about me. Talk about me, talk about me. Well, I, just, I just thought like everyone would judge me if they knew my like background. The and real you. Know, the yeah, because yeah, everyone is so judgmental. And it's I'm terrible. like, how could you be so judgmental? Like if you told me like mm. you did something, I wouldn't be like, oh. You retard, you did this. (laughs) Yeah, It's like we all do different things and it's just normal. We're human beings. We make mistakes. We learn from their mistakes. That's the only only way we can mature and and be better people. 
So that's awesome. So we're going to go into a let's have a breather and go into a bit of music, shall we? And let's play some Sting because I'm going to see Sting tomorrow sting? and some people seeing Sting tonight. Okay. okay. Here we go. More music, better mental health. Only on IPL Radio. And welcome back to Good Vibrations with Mish. And I've got Monique. Hi. I've got Lana. Hello. And I've got a special guest, Lorraine Horsley. Hello, Lorraine. Hello. Good afternoon, team. Good to be here. Thank you for coming in. Um, now, Lorraine is a author, correct? Writer, a speaker. Yes. Um, mentor. Yeah, time to time. <laughs> tutor? Yes, I'm a university tutor. Wow, you fall um, on. Yeah, I do a few things. Okay. Um, and also work with the City of Melville Libraries doing events and coordinating events for them as well. Excellent. And things like that. So if it's okay with you, can we go back and talk about your the start of your career? Where did it come from? And were you always English, you know, the, the Studying English and all that sort of stuff at schools. Did you enjoy that type of thing? Yeah, hundred percent English. Oh, okay. I was terrified. You'd put a fraction or an algebra equation oh. on the board. I'd want to pass out. Oh, really? So English was always my thing. Yeah, I was addicted to books from a very early age. Uh-huh. My husband will tell you I'm still very much addicted to books. They take over the entire house wherever possible. Okay. Um, and I'd always wanted to be a writer. Yeah. Um, so I went to a school. I got three degrees, all basically arts-based. I'm wow. I'm working on another degree now, and higher degree by research to produce a young adult novel Um, and along the way I worked a lot in media and but everything English based. Basically, that's my life. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, so that so there was definitely a reasoning behind what you're doing now, even from a very early age. Um, and then, so from from school, you went obviously went to university. You've done degrees, etc. Where did you? What was your first paying job? My first paying job, we're talking about that off air just now, I worked as a checkout chick um, when I grew up in England. I think I started when I was 14. I was very excited because I got a uniform. It was It was the most beautiful thing you would ever see, not. Um, and I was so proud to get that, that first pay packet and take it home to mum. Absolutely. And it would have been cash in those days Yeah, it was. Little, little yellow envelopes and cash inside. These guys probably don't know what cash is. No, that's right. I'm trying to teach them even the 80s music and it's just really hard I'm an 80s diehard, so I've been bopping Oh, perfect. Whereabouts in England are you from? Um, I come from Plymouth in Denmark. I'm in Bark from Berkshire. Yeah. I was born in England myself. Uh, yeah, so. Good spot. Yeah. Lovely. But I love the sunshine over here. So. Oh, yeah. I don't like the heat, though. I mean, it's just, I don't like the heat. I'm yeah. not, I'm I'd definitely a prom. Oh, really? No, I'm the opposite. Any day of the week. I'm the opposite. <laughs> well, what, what age were you when you came out? Uh, 17. Okay. Yeah. I was 10. So, so. Yeah. yeah, okay. That's no. when I went and met Joe for the first time, my mutual friend of ours. Wow. Cunning College in year 12. And yeah, when she popped up on air, when we were chatting the other day, I'm thinking, where did she come from? I don't know. Well, she must be yeah, because she must be linked to your yeah, account. So yeah. it's we'll have to catch up with her. Yeah, no, this is more. So hello, Joe, if you're listening. Um, yeah, we'll have to catch up for a coffee or a ride. Hopefully, you're riding your Harley still. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, so yeah, definitely mutual friends. So you've gone to university. You've done checkout, chick. What was your next point of call after the checkout? Uh, I have done so many jobs. I'll be here for the rest of the afternoon. Okay. I get bored really easily. So I'm always like <laughs> jumping especially from job to job. as we're older, we have you know, yeah, we're going to have a bit of a history. So yeah, so I've done all sorts of jobs. Like most of them are English based. I have my own um, video business for a while. Oh really? Videos, which is pretty incredible. I did some amazing things. I used to live on the gold fields, um, and one of my favourite. <laughs> 
favourite videos I ever made was for Watercorp. They oh. rang me up one day and said, we've got a job for you, but you're going to have to come down and see us. So I went, oh, okay. this should be interesting. Yeah. So I went down and they wanted me to go into the Goldfields water pipeline on a trolley and film the inside <laughs> really? of the pipeline. Yeah, which was great. And wow. I did it. Um, it was amazing. They had this little trolley and I could go from hare to rabbit. That was the two speeds. And I'd lie flat on my belly and I'd just fit oh, with my big wow. camera in the line. And then I got pregnant just towards the end oh. of the job. And then they, they ran over time. They're like, we're not going to finish on time. I'm like, oh, you've got too bad. You haven't got much time because no. they're going to fit for much longer. Not on that flatbed thing down through <laughs> <to> the pipeline. <laughs> wow. No, so that was fun. So I've done some pretty incredible things along the way. That sounds awesome. So that would be one thing that you would remember. What's another something else that you remember that oh, was gosh. just um, from the media, teaching. From the media year? Oh, teaching? Teaching was a really interesting thing for me because um, the books that I've written, one of them is called You've Got This Tips of the Uncertain Student. Mm. And like I mentioned earlier, I was English all the way. Yeah, hated this maths up, by the way. Yeah. With an absolute passion. Yeah. Um, but then a really bizarre thing happened to me. I went to work for Curtin University in Kalgoorlie um, in their VTech arm and I said mm. I'll teach anything but not maths. Oh, so guess what right. happened? Oh, you're joking. <laughs> no. And I went, look, I don't know that I can do this. And I went, well, you can. You know, you have passed your 12 and... It's lower level than that. Give it a go. Yeah. So, okay, no worries. And I was one lesson ahead of the students all the way through. Wow. And I remember at one point, we got to a point and the, the, someone in the class said to me, oh, this is easy for you. You're the teacher. And I wanted to choke. Oh. And I went, do I tell them? Do I no, admit that I don't no. know what I'm doing? Or do I confess uh, or do I keep it to myself? And I said, no, I'm going to tell them. So I said, well, look, guys, this is the deal. Okay. My degrees are in English. I'm one lesson ahead of you, and if I can teach myself algebra, no one here is leaving the room till you can do it. Wow. And it was amazing, because they were like, amazing. you don't get it. And I'm like, no, I never got it. But so I'm I got that they didn't get it. Oh, and it was right. a really big turning point in my teaching. That's when I suddenly started to realise we tend to pigeonhole ourselves. Yeah. We say, I'm an English person, or I'm a maths person, yeah. or I can't do yeah. this. And there's usually a reason why we set up those barriers for ourselves. But our brains are smarter than that. Mm. When you think about um, you know, the neuroplasticity that we all have, we can retrain ourselves and wow. retrain our way of thinking we just need to get out of our own way so that's why I wrote this particular oh, book so tell, tell me more about the book then mm. tell me what, what's it what's it all about well I've written lots of stuff over the course of my life um, I've had a picture book come out last year and I've got lots of other books I normally write for children mm. but all my life I've worked in media why have you gone why have you gone with the children's yeah, books do you want well, to hold that, that up so the video can see it that's the correct video so this one I actually wrote before the non-fiction book um, it was when the gay marriage vote had just gone through in Australia and I really wanted to write a book for children that whose parents might have gone through a marriage breakup um, and I wanted the introduction of a new parent because I'm a step-parent myself um, to show that even though things might be different it doesn't mean it's going to be bad and it was really important to me that the new parent um, you can't tell the gender of that parent it's just called Alex all the way through yep. to open it up to more stories for more diverse people from more diverse backgrounds so so yeah I had a good response to this picture What's it called? It's called When You Left. Um, the illustrator Mega is just amazing. She lives in India. The publisher herself is in London, so it was a real like <laughs> um, collaboration internationally. And yeah, and it's um, it's a story of hope. Sad because obviously there's a family breakup and the child's conflicted. And but at the end, it's like you know things are better, not worse. Well, you know, are they better? Are they worse? They're different. And I think. I'm 
time I play with that. It's really good. I like that. It's really good. So you've done a lot of these types of things. It's mainly children for children. Mostly children. I just launched my first Kickstarter today, which is exciting. Oh, congratulations! A, thank you. I'm starting. Um, it's a book I wrote 20 years ago, and it's basically a book of kindness. It's called The Magic oh, Lunchbox. I love that idea. It's an early reader chapter book, and it got lots of positive comments from publishers oh, and fantastic. all the rest of it. Oh, good for but you. I couldn't quite get it over the traditional line, so I went right. I'm just going to do it myself. Wow. So well I've engaged done. a local artist called Hannah Katarski, who's just amazing, who's going to do my illustrations. And yeah, hopefully we'll get enough money to get it over oh, the line. So that's terrific. Oh, good luck with that. I hope it all comes, comes to fruition. Now, this one, um, you've got this tips for uncertain students. There you go, Monique. <laughs> I this know lots of them. You might have bought the uncertain students. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, why did you write this one? Well, it was funny. Like, I've always written fiction. Mm. And I, as in my life in the media, obviously I was dealing with non-fiction. Mm. And I wrote a lot of ghostwriting for non-fiction websites. And I thought, if I was to write a non-fiction book, I was driving, what would I write? Mm. And I went, I'd write a book for my students. So when we first started, I teach Uni Ready at Curtin. Every semester we do this getting to know your exercise and say, like, you know, what do you think your barriers are? Okay. And I would read every one of them. So some, sometimes it would be hundreds of them. Yeah. And it would be, um, I'm going to fail. I've always failed. Yeah. I'm anxious. I've got fear of failure. Why would this be any different? Yeah. And that would have been 30% to 50% of the ones that I had in my okay. hand, which was massive. Yeah. And I thought, and these are the guys that are telling me. You know, what about the ones that aren't telling me? Yes. So by the time I got back in my driveway after coming up with this idea, I had every chapter in my head of already what do these guys need to know and this is the book i wish i had at 17. is that right there you go so, there you go <laughs> really so, like, I'm, I'm 29 but i never actually followed through with like doing tertiary study and like i tried doing uni prep at acu when i was about 20. then i had to be at home and start working full-time so like that didn't end up working and I'm probably going to end up doing Uni Ready at Curtin. Good for like, you. That's where I want to go. Good choice. I want to do creative <laughs> writing. Wonderful. Um, uh, but in the, in the long run, I want to be a teacher. Yeah. So like, have you got any tips for someone that like wants to go down that path, but is like, quite uncertain about their capacity to? And, like, oh, 100%. I could talk to you for weeks, but we've only got a few minutes. So <laughs> honestly. I was, yeah, I was going to say that um, it's interesting because it says how to get your higher education off to a good start build confidence and achieve study success. So really this isn't just for 17 year olds. This is because I went back to TAFE two years ago. So I was out of the schooling system for 35 years, went back to TAFE and I was really scared, there's a flying here, really scared and very anxious about moving into that, that area again. Um, because it is a scary place to be when you haven't been at school for 35 years. But um, TAFE is a brilliant, brilliant source yeah. of, um, of education. I loved it. But um, yeah, you need, I really needed the confidence. I, I lacked confidence walking in the door, but I came out with some great confidence as well. But this book, so, so some of the, the um, chapters, for example, it says know you're smart and know, you're, and know you are smart. Yes, that's a spelling thing. So you can't see that on radio, but it's the your, Y-O-U-R, and R as in you are. Yeah. Um, and that, again, comes back to a little bit to that pigeonhole we were talking about earlier. Um, is that you have that inbuilt smart. For me, that was always English, mainly because my dad was an avid reader. He taught me to be okay. an avid reader. I loved reading. Yep. I became English-based. Yep. Um, but we tend to pigeonhole ourselves. So know what your smart is. For me, it was English. But don't pigeonhole yourself 
I can now do maths and I'm not frightened anymore. I haven't said um, am I smart yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably because you've got many of them. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and the, um, the know you're smart, as in you are smart, yeah. is your brain is as perfectly capable of learning and achieving as anybody else's. Mm-hmm. And the barriers we create are mostly our own. So to come back to your question, um, the tip I would give you is get out of your own way. Because you are as capable of achieving, I heard some of your story on the way down, is anybody else's. And it really is about putting your, your foot on that first rung of the ladder mm. and you just keep progressing. And yes, you'll have knockbacks and yes, you'll fail, but you will get to the top rung and you'll look back and you go, thank goodness I started when I did. And I see that all the time. One of my mature age students, actually, I've taught uni ready for many years now. I ran into her last year and I taught her very basic communication through uni ready mm. and she was just completing her PhD. Wow. So it's possible. Wow. And you just, if you know where you want to head, you can get there and I have no doubt about that and that's that's what the book's about is about that it's not so much a book on how to study because there's a million of them out there and how to pass exams this is about how to be brave enough to give it a go in the first place and to back yourself so I'm in that book I'm your little cheerleader (laughs) so I'll get Mish to send you a copy and then you'll you'll have have me in your head going you can do it you can do it you too you get a copy too (laughs) what's your why as a chapter 3 what does that mean what's your why that's an interesting one Um, when I say to my students initially why are you here they say oh because I want to be a teacher or an architect or a doctor and I go yeah but what's really your why so that comes back to why you actually here. like for some people it's I've always wanted to be a vet and that's what I'm working towards other people might be oh you know everyone in my family's gone to university so I want to go to okay or it might be that you know I'm expected to achieve so therefore so then it's like assessing why you're there and how well do you think you will do based on what your motivation is for being okay So if I'm externally motivated because my family expect me to be there, that might be enough or it might not be enough. No. But if I'm there because I'm there for me, then it's probably going to be enough. That's the difference. And I've started heaps of courses that I've quit because they weren't quite right right thing at the right time like how you said you started at ECU certainly wasn't the right time in your life because life gets in the way mm. but that's only a sidestep and that was then the end of the it's road. not now yeah so. yeah absolutely absolutely and it is okay to quit you know if they're not yeah. right for you because people think oh, you've got to finish it you've got to finish it you've got to finish it but by the time you finished it you've got oh you know what a waste of a year or a waste of two years yeah. that I've just had you it know really wasn't heart, what I wanted to do the right place, yeah exactly the right thing. all through the book there's got notes of encouragement in here Yes. Um, from lots of people throughout the world. What would be your favourite? I'll put you oh, on the spot gosh, now. that is a hard one. Um, it's probably one from a, another author friend of mine, actually, called Diane Wolfer. Um, and I've sort of stolen her phrase a bit because she, she's done a PhD as an older oh, person. Right. She had other degrees. She was a teacher. Um, and she's written all these award-winning books, just amazing Any writer. And she completed her PhD. Term. And she said there's a lot to be said do. for being a determined plotter. So that's it. It's all about oh, just putting one really? foot in front of the oh, That's interesting. Yeah. I like the way you've got like little um, pictures in there. Where was it? Something for hot chips. It's time for coffee and some hot tips. And there's actually hot tips in like the Looks like a chip thing. Um, the cartoonist is actually a really good friend of mine. Oh, cool. um, and I said I wanted the book to be really accessible because there's lots of really heavy academic things yeah. in there. Yeah. So I wanted there to be quotes to motivate people. I wanted cartoons to sort of lift it and make lift it more fun. Because you remember there's, there's 16 or 17 year olds reading this book yeah. as well. Yeah. So. I want it to be really accessible. Yeah. And, and Chantira, who did the cartoons for me, did a really good job of encapsulating that. Yeah, um, my, awesome. One of my favourite pictures in there actually is a photo of somebody sitting next to a monster, and the monster is fear. And it's like, you know, oh, fear is your friend. This one's procrastination. Oh, yeah, there's the monster back again. Yeah, I hate procrastination. Yeah. It's my worst. I hate it, absolutely. Yeah, and the 
reason we one of the reasons we procrastinate is quite interesting. There's a chapter in there called the two P's, and that's procrastination and perfectionism. And we wait and we think, I will do this essay when it's going to be perfect, when I have the perfect amount of time and the perfect resources. So then you procrastinate, which feeds the perfectionism, and then you end up in this horrible loop. But what if there's no perfectionism involved in that procrastination? Well, that's why you're procrastinating. There's lots of reasons. Often it's fear. Often it's like, I'll do it later. I think so. I think yeah, because I'm again, I'm, I don't think it's going to be good enough. I'm not ready enough. The person next to me is much smarter than me. All of those things that you think about. Um, so we procrastinate. I'm the world's best procrastinator. Really, but I'm also really good at doing things well in the last minute. So you've also got to know what works well for you. I need that little bit of pressure to do better. Deadline person. Oh, really? I'm not. If someone's going to put their boot on my neck in about like a day, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to go really fast now. For example, I'm going on holidays in about six to eight weeks, and I've been packing my bag for a month already. So that's how, how that's how much I'm a planner. I couldn't stand the last yeah. minute thing. No, I'm not a planner. I'm a planner I'm a, by sure. the seat of the pantser. Yeah. yeah. And there's one. That's oh, me. No, no, <laughs> yeah. I can't stand that. I can't do it. And there's a, a, a animation here that says you can't hit a target that you're not able to see. So that's where your goals come in. That's where the goals come in. Your goals. Yeah. And a goal without a plan is just a dream. So you need to make those steps happen. I like it. It's really good. So I would definitely suggest that uh, anyone who's oh there we go. There's fear. Have some ice cream. Make fear your friend. Do not fear it. So there's a a, some a student sitting next to a monster that's got fear on his t-shirt, and he's asking the monster, "Have some ice cream." And um, they're saying, "Make fear your friend. Don't fear it." And the reason that chapter's in there again, I think. Most of us are afraid to make that commitment to start oh, something new. Um, and fear is there to keep us safe. So we've got that inborn, innate yeah. fear. You know, mm. once upon a time. Is that a flight and fight? Yeah, we would have been attacked by like, tigers and lions and mm. bears. So we have that oh fear. So that fear is now shifted to a fear of the classroom or a fear of maths. Um, so the fear is always going to be there. I'm doing my higher degree by research. I'm still scared I'm going to fail. Mm. But the difference is, I know I can trick myself into getting further along the path. It's so, awesome. So embrace the fear. So the book that we're discussing is um, You've Got This and it's Tips for the Uncertain Student by Lorraine Horsley and it's a Dixie book. Um, where can we get hold of it? Um, it's available everywhere online, only in hard copy at the moment. We haven't got the ebook out yet. Um, so through on my website, lorrainehorsley.com. But the best bet is probably to go onto Book Depository because you don't pay postage. So it makes it that little bit cheaper. Oh, definitely look into that. You're doing Year 12 this year. Excellent. You've got this. I got this. You've got this. You've got this. There will yeah. be questions later. And then, the, and then the children's book when you when you when you left. Sorry, um, it's the children's book about um, separation and um, parent separation with step parents, etc. It's really beautiful and it's just gorgeous book. I haven't picked up a child's book in years. <laughs> I love the illustrations. That, um, so Mega good. has just brought so much to the story that I would it's never have envisaged. And I reckon she was stalking me because I, I look at those yeah, pictures. Yeah, the pictures of, are very similar. Of the aren't mum. They? It's very much like have me. Have you I asked reckon. her that? No, I haven't been tempted you to. Sure? I, I, I should. I should actually ask. Because just it's to clear quite it up once and for all. I think <laughs> I like that book because. Like, I can relate to it because my parents are divorced and my mum has a boyfriend and my dad has a girlfriend. So it's like. It's also bringing in what the step-parents get a vision on. So, like, yeah. it's good for, like, young kids who are dealing with that and then they, like, yeah. know. Because it must be hard as a child to understand what's going on. Yeah. yeah. Someone who's, who's leaving your home environment and there's someone new walking in the door, it must yeah. be extremely confusing. 
Well, my um, my stepchildren are both in their mid thirties. Mm. So makes me feel terribly old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and I've got a couple of grandkids, and we've got also three children of our own. So, it's five kids altogether. And I often think about that when I first met Jeff, my husband. Like, there's my stepchildren were five and seven when we got married, and they were so young. Mm. And they also had a step a little bit further down the track. A stepfather came into their okay. life because their mum, you know, yep. met somebody yep. new. Um, and of course, initially, it's really hard because nobody really knows what their roles are. No. Well, I was twenty, all of twenty-three, wow. and I had like an instant family. And what would I do with these people? Yeah, am I no allowed idea. to tell the kids off or, you know, <laughs> that type of thing? How far do you go with... Um, yeah, it's difficult. Yeah. And over the years, obviously, we've, we've come incredibly close. I'm really blessed that we all got on really well, including, mm. like, my husband's ex and mm. her, her partner. Yeah, lucky. And now that my children are a lot older, I remember when Jessica, my, the eldest one, my stepdaughter, was in high school, and she said to me, like, people still say to me now, do you wish your parents got back together oh. and she said but no because then I wouldn't have you and I wouldn't have Darren in my exactly. life I've got four parents there you go and that's a great thing yeah so there you go you get four lots of Christmas presents yeah. Yeah. oh there you go <laughs> yeah. birthday present I never thought of that but then you get told off four times so oh, you know, yeah. it's oh, okay. it's like for a lot of kids like if they're if it's normalized for them and they they actually get love from like all different kind yeah. of like because my son like like I, I'm not with like his um, his other mum um and we hadn't, hadn't really been his entire life and like um, it was funny we were, we were driving back to mum's one day after picking him up and mum asked him like Ben who are your parents and he started listing off his aunties and uncles oh, and like his wow. grandparents <laughs> and all this kind of stuff and I think I was like fifth on the list and <laughs> <laughs> I had to like kind of look at him and be like hi I'm here <laughs> um, and, and but like but like he, he actually you know like he believed it like he, for him his parents are all the people all the grown ups in his life that have kind of raised him that's great like that's, that's yeah. his understanding of what a parent is like it's not just uh, like your mum's yeah. It's, yeah it's like you know like all the all of the people that are your, your grown ups so. that's fantastic that's to be surrounded by all yeah. that love yeah. and that's who you think and it is yeah. and he speaks of it so naturally like you know he doesn't seem yeah. to have any like hard feelings about you know that he hasn't got like this it's going to be very expensive you know, on mother's day yeah <laughs> <laughs> You're very costly yeah <laughs> but no that's wonderful um have you got any other questions you want to ask i'll put you on the spot mm. all good because you do know Lorena's have been in abc radio so mm. you want to go on radio. So maybe you want to talk to her about her past in the, in the radio scene. Okay. Um, when did you start doing radio? Well, I actually got into radio by accident. So <laughs> when I did my first degrees, I majored in film, television and writing. And I've worked in TV and I've worked as a journalist. And I actually wasn't interested in radio at all. Mm. And I got offered a job at ABC doing some online stuff, online stories, which I loved. And then I started recording stories and I fell in love with the medium. Oh. And I didn't want to leave. And I got offered the Saturday morning job and I did that. And I remember that my first night on air, you guys are doing fantastically well. <laughs> I was Thank so you. frightened. I wouldn't walk into the studio. Like, even though I worked there, I used to hate just walking into oh. the, even being in the studio, terrified the life out of me. The night before, I had to take Valium because I couldn't <laughs> sleep. And then when I got on air, I had my boss sitting next to me and he said, I'll talk you through it. It's all good. And yeah. we had all the knobs and switches. And we were on air, I think, at five past six. At three minutes past six, I decided I was going to vomit. Oh, and no. And he's going to find a bucket. <laughs> the ABC didn't own a bucket. Oh, no. The best I could do with this is empty fish tank. <laughs> oh, so my God. You're kidding. This empty, luckily, there was no fish in it. Empty fish tank between my legs, <laughs> spending half the show thinking, I'm going to be sick, and the other half thinking, but if I am sick, he's going to see it because it's a fish tank. Yeah. Um, but we got through the first show, and I got through the halfway <laughs> through, and I said to him, I, we were in the news, and I went, you tell me now, and I will never set foot in this studio. He said, don't be stupid. You'll get used to it. And I did. Yeah. And then I ended up being the morning's presenter wow. for years for Golfers Esperance, and I was lucky enough to work as a producer on um, Ian Cameron's breakfast show when oh, I came back to Perth. Fantastic. So an amazing career, 
an amazing opportunity just because I said yes, even though I was terrified. There you which go. comes back to the there you go. Fight be the afraid, fear. but do it anyway. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's amazing. That's that's something you want to do. Is you want to do radio? Yeah, yeah. amazing yeah. medium. I would walk back into radio tomorrow if I had the chance. Look, I've never ever thought about radio. I've only been in this since October last year, and I literally walked through the door, had no idea what I was walking into. And I think it was like two weeks later, I had my own show. I'm thinking, well, well, you know, what's going on? I love it. It's I fantastic. And it's the most intimate thing. Like, I've, by the time I got here today, I haven't listened to you guys mm. on the way down yeah. in the car. Yeah. I thought, oh, I know these people. I'm yeah. not so scared <laughs> anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know stuff. And, and, and the other reason why I do my show is it's a mental health awareness is my show. So, And I meet so many different people and so many different stories that I've learnt from learnt their stories and learnt a lot about myself in the same time. It's just brilliant. I just absolutely love it. So, uh, and, and as we talked about it before, that it's very much, you have to be very much in the moment because you can't think about what's happening tomorrow. You can't think about what's happened yesterday. It's exactly now and that's just what I need for my mental health. Yeah. It's just it's all about the now. The the now. Yeah. Yeah, you so can't it's, drift it's off on radio because people notice. No, <laughs> yeah. no, you can't. I think I've done it once, not drift off, but I've forgotten the song's almost finished and I'm, there was a bit of a delay before the next one. <laughs> oh, gosh, I forgot that one. Yeah, but no, it's just been brilliant. So um, I recommend anyone coming in and you guys will be uh, definitely our next step in the, the doors. With uh, Lana and Monique yeah. coming in, which is fantastic. Um, so thank you so, so much for coming in. I really appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's been lovely. And if you ever want to come back. I'll be in that, definitely. Yeah, that'd be, oh, please. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be, yeah, that'd be fantastic. Good luck with your teaching. Good luck with your radio. Yeah. Thank you. Good luck with your radio Thank you. Yeah. 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 You've just come back from a beautiful holiday in Singapore and Cambodia. I know. It was amazing. Wow. Um, my husband and I are involved with Rotary. Um, and they partner with a, a group called Sustainable Cambodia. And it's all about... Um, empowering the communities and the communities have to invest as well yep. as Rotary yep. and they put money in and I went to the most we went on the back of a tractor to one of the villages that's how remote it was yep. and we're like we saw their cow and the latrines and yep. the wells that have been put in as part of a Rotary project yep. the change in these people's lives just by that's having amazing. water I will never look at water the same way again no isn't that amazing yeah just incredible when experience. I go on hold, I've been to Vietnam um, and I've been to Singapore oh look there's a picture look, you would have seen the other yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> breakfast at Tiffany's. Um, I did see that. <laughs> yeah, we um, when every time I go on a holiday to either Bali or Vietnam, um, I always take um, these packs that I make up. It's got a toothbrush in it. It's got a pen or pencil in it. It's got um, some sort of toy, usually one of those party poppers or something. Um, it, it's something for the kids. So the kids get like a gift pack. So every time I go around the villages and I see kids, I give them a, a little, little And they're so yeah. excited about just yeah. nothing to me. But it's um, and lollipops. Usually got a lollipop in it. I love doing that. Yeah, love it is incredible. Like yeah. my husband and I sponsor a child basically to stay in school, and that's mm. what, like, a large part of what sustainable mm. Cambodia is about. And it doesn't take a lot of money every year just to keep them in school, mm. and they're just so grateful yeah. to be in school because yeah. it means they can start stepping out of that poverty that's trap. That's right. That's so right. we got there, and we were like rock stars. Like they'd warned yes. us, but we got off the bus, and these kids were lining the path to the wow. school singing, and they had all these amazing Aww. like scarves and stuff they'd made, and draped them around our necks and clapped us in. And I'm like. Yeah, so I was a, like a sobbing mess. By the yeah. time. <laughs> like, what's wrong with this woman? Yeah. But it was. It was a really emotional experience. To yeah, I, we in Vietnam, we went to orphanages and handed out pens and schooling yeah. and stationary stuff. Yeah. It was just the smallest thing you can offer is just a big it thing. Was so it was just wonderful. And I left a couple of my books there too. So oh, that's in fantastic. Now. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so that's fantastic. I've travelled the world with my books. <laughs> that's really good and good for you. See, it's your goal. So where to next? <laughs> well, I've got my Kickstarter happening. My goal this year is to get four books out. Mm. Um, I've got a possibility of another one with the same publisher, which mm-hmm. is a uh, children's uh, young adult story. Yep. 
Um, I've got another one um, that I've written, which is a, an adult novel, which I'd actually oh. like to self-publish okay. just for the joy of doing it. Yeah. Um, and I've got another series that I'm hoping the same cartoonist that did that will help me oh, brilliant. put together. for a, It's a, a series for boys called This is Sid, Aussie Kid. Mm. A lot of the boy early readers out there are all about sportsmen or heroes. Yeah. or And this is just about a nice, kind kid who uh, does brilliant. I love that. So love that. Love that. That's so awesome. I'll let you know when that's out. I'll yeah, send it yeah now come back. Yeah, come back and tell me. Yeah, but we'll definitely keep in contact and I'm always looking for people yeah. to come in and have a chat. It's yeah. just a chit-chat, isn't it? Nice chit-chat. Yeah, yeah there's been so really chit chat. Yeah, it's been fantastic. Yes. So, Lorraine, thank you so much for coming in. Um, I'm going to go – I'm an 80s freak, so I'm going to go over to an 80s song if you've got one up for me because you did it all. Um, I well, just yeah. chose something random. You did chose something because you don't know any of these songs. I'm so. an 80s girl too. When I was at the ABC every now and again, we'd have our set playlist and we'd have a couple of songs that you were allowed to play. Oh, yeah. Always an 80s track. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so I have got – there is an 80s track on here because all my crate is 80s, but Monique's been doing the, the, the um, uh, deck the today. So she's just been clicking everything in. So, yeah, <laughs> this, this would definitely be 80s. So thanks again and have a great weekend. Thanks so much. You too. More music. Better mental health. Only on IPL Radio. And you're back with Mish and Monique and Lana on Good Vibrations on a Friday. Hello. We're nearly finished. You've oh done really god. well. Oh my god, last day. Oh, no. oh my god. Do you want to come back again? Are you expecting to go on air when you come here today? No. <laughs> yeah, they, they do that to you. They throw you Straight in the deep end. And like, you know what? Sometimes it's your best way to learn. Yeah, I think so. Oh, that's how I would prefer to learn. Well, I've had fun talking to everyone that's today. Good. Thank you. Um, Lana is a poet and she's going to give us one of her poems today. So I'll take take the floor. Okay. Um, this is one from like probably about a year or so ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is before rehab? Before rehab. So I think this is kind of like a lot more indicative of what my thought process was back then. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. at the time I wrote this, I was like coming off a of medication and I thought I was going to try and go without medication for a while. Uh, yeah. It's mm-hmm. always very scary yeah. as a person with bipolar because yep. medication is generally quite important yeah. when you have yeah. something <laughs> like that. Like, um, you like to think that otherwise at times and it always doesn't ends work. poorly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, just kind of some fears around that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's called Spin Cycle Noggin or Tentative Demedication Fears. How long then until you break down for further maintenance once more? How long then until you have no more friends again, like a home again, fall in love with the streets again? How long then until you're lulled by life into a sense of security or desperation, believe that you no longer need to play safe? How long then, until reason is outweighed by feeling, stagnation forces your hand, pushes you into something you're not ready for? How long then, until you're ready for anything, anything at all, those important things you're ignoring, planning for whilst also around, making mountains of in your mind? How long then, until too much time has passed, too much distance left to bridge gaps? Will you keep on track if you lose your light? How long then, until renewed creativity spawns into insanity? How long then until you get to experience what fresh hell your head can produce, where it will take you? How long then? 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 Gosh. That was, that was <laughs> deep. Mm. God. They are always deep, but that's how you're feeling at the time. Yeah. yeah, and I think that one's like, 
and uh, it kind of it's important from where I'm at now as well because like I'm coming up to the point where like because in the rehab there's stages so mm. like at the moment I'm stage three and hopefully when I get back today I'll have my paperwork for stage four oh, the, la- awesome. the last stage yeah. how many to- stages are there four so four. I'm coming up to the okay. last stage now Wow. Yeah, so that's that's pretty cool. Um, and like over the last couple of weeks, like I, like this lo- this this week this week has been really good. Like I've been just waking up happy, like with a smile on my face. It's Aww. been really weird. It doesn't happen that often, but the last three days, I'm just like getting up and I'm like, I'm still tired, but I should be grumpy, but I'm wow, not grumpy. I'm just like awesome. happy. Um, I'm not mad at the people that are happy in the morning anymore. <laughs> um, and yeah but the, for the few weeks prior like i've really been kind of worrying like prior to coming here mm. I, everything was still kind of up in the air i was like i don't know what i'm going to do for work um yeah. if i do stage up and i have because when i get to the next stage i'll be having up to four days four weekdays off and then the weekends as well so i only right. be in program yeah. for one day yeah so I, if i don't have something to fill that time yes like i'm i'm gonna basically feel like i'm just floating in the void you yep. know like not that's where the danger not feeling hits. like i got that structure i need some sort of structure yep. um yeah. So like I was I was just really really worried and like having a lot of fears like thinking you know what if I make it all the way through rehab and then I leave and I've got no, no nothing holding me accountable no structure and you know like I I get I start isolating I get mm. in my head and yep. I you know yep. go and relapse or anything like that or even just stop looking after myself and just you know yep. like wherever but you've got going. IPL radio now yeah I do. <laughs> you have us now. Yes. So, so like, I, I mean, because because of all the stuff that's happened in my past, like, even though I'm aware I'm here now mm. and everything is good now, like, I'm still also kind of aware that I'm not exactly in the most secure positions. Like, I'm still homeless. Um, hopefully, coming out of rehab soon, and mm. like, while I'm going to have accommodation and things like that, it's it's all it's not going permanent. from one temporary thing yeah. to another temporary thing to another temporary thing. And I've been in those kind of temporary, yep. moderately unsafe envir- environments for so long that, like, security is not... Like, even though I feel safe and secure where I'm at now, yep. I'm still aware it's only temporary. So, like, this kind of... this this When I start to get into, like, that fear and, like, start to think of, like, what if? What if this okay. bad thing happens or what if this bad thing happens? Like... That's how my brain was wired for so long because mm. I was living in those bad things. So, mm, like, yeah. it's not like all of this is just completely, like, unfounded or it's not. Yeah, not you know at what all. I mean? Like, that's, yeah. that's why, like, when I do start to worry about that stuff, I feel like that's probably a good thing to go th- go through. Like, mm. when I, like, working through it, instead of sitting with it for, like, weeks, yep. I started, sat with it for a couple of days and spoke about it in counselling yep. and, you know, actually spoke good. about it, which, which helped a lot because... Yep. I could use somebody else as a soundboard that actually yes. knows what they're about and they mm-hmm. know me sometimes <laughs> in ways that are better than how I can see myself. You yeah. know, we all have a warped view of ourselves. So, mm. yeah. So, that's I think awesome. that's really indicative of where mm. I was over the last few weeks as mm. well because it's always a fear that, you know, I'm just going to, you know, maybe fall into the depression pit again. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, so, or something... Yep. Life throws something at me that I can't handle again. So you, know? you have to fill that void with something. Yeah. So hopefully I can, um, yeah, fill it with the good stuff. Which yeah, absolutely. I'm, yeah. I'm a lot more confident I can do. I, it I know now. you can. Yeah. I know you can. And if you ever feel like you're going back down that hill, come and knock an IPL door or yeah. ring. Me. You have here as your secure place. Mm, Every yeah. everyone loves you here. <laughs> I love you, <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, like in the back of your head, you're always going to be ticking about what you've learnt in rehab and yeah. all the structures you've have. Because if you feel like you're going back in that place, try and remember what they taught you. Mm. Yeah. And it will just keep repeating in your head. Because with my dad, he likes to repeat things. So, like, every time he goes to say something, I'm like, yes, this, 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 this. So, it's always structured in my head. Mm. So, I reckon you'll be, you'll be okay. I think as well, like, one thing I know is going to be really important for me when I get out of rehab, like, I'm already doing it now, but there's, like, Narcotics Anonymous, which yeah. is, like, um, yeah. which is called NA. I, yeah. And, like, that that is, like, another form of structure. Yes, like yeah. yes. You can find a meeting all over town, like, every single day of the week. Oh, really? And, like, if you ca- can't go to a meeting in person, there's, like, online meetings. Oh, cool. You can connect to things all around the world. You can basically... At any given moment, if you're having a rough time, you wow, can that's great. go to a meeting. And, like, I think that level of support is not something mm. you find in many other things. And it's, like, really beneficial for anyone that's in recovery. Like, I can't recommend it more highly. Mm. And, like, it's, like, the social aspect of it is yeah. really important because it's, like, a room full of people that the get where you're yeah, going, yeah. Like where you're coming yeah. from and all that kind of stuff, like... They might not have the exact same story as you, but there are a lot of common threads yeah, that, definitely. that kind of like bind you together. And yep. it's just, yeah, it's amazing. That's brilliant. So you've got to keep brilliant. up with that. So yeah. 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 Well, as I said, you've got to fill in your time. So do that. You know the door at IPL is always open. Come in if you have to come in. Um, yeah, you just got to fill, fill your time. But I, I, you'll be fine. And it, the more you come in to us and the more you do this radio, the, the, the more confident you'll be and the more you'll want to do it. So yeah. And you know that you want to head towards your own show, so... That would be pretty cool. You know? So I want to share my, like, yeah. my music taste. Like yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I know. I'll get there. Not on my show, mate. Like, so, she's on holiday. Let's yeah. not tell her. No, <laughs> let's just not tell her, guys, <laughs> if we I play can our own. Monique and Remember Lana playing songs that we like. Remember yes, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Remember it's internet-based and it's barley the same time. I can log in and listen to you anytime. <laughs> oh, no. So, yeah. oh, it's 12 o'clock? Yeah. Right. Switch, switch it over. Yeah. No, you'll be f- I'm sure you'll be we'll fine. Get, like, I'll be like... Getting on Facebook and like angry calls from Mish. Like, yeah, what no, are you doing to that, that show? <laughs> no, but you, but that's the reason why you need your own because you can do your own thing. And there's the best yeah. part of being a radio host. You play your own music. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. and that's that was my we thing. We've got to find me a co host as well. Yeah. There me? You <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's always. I think we bounce off each other you pretty do. well. Yeah, which is <laughs> yeah we do. This is really good. I and bounce off people a lot. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's in the right way. But that's what you've got to find. Your co host, you do need to bounce off your co host really well. It's yeah. a bit of banter, and I like a yeah. bit of banter. And because uh, there's no point in someone sitting there and just not saying anything. It's what's the point of being here? Mm. You've got to have that, com- that, I don't know, teamwork. Yeah, just a really good communications good, with each other. Yeah, I was about to say good communication mm. skills. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not a talker normally, but this is the most I talk all week, I think. And my voice goes a bit funny at the end, which is I think it's going a bit now. But yeah, I don't talk normally during the week. <laughs> you oh, if I you talk a lot, I, I get sick of the sound of my own voice. No, like <laughs> if you If you ask my mum or dad, they would be like, oh, Monique talks non-stop, oh, oh my God. Well, you're perfect for radio. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Okay, we're going to play another couple more songs because I think Cheryl's coming in for the 3 o'clock show. She does a Dancing Through the Decades. Let's play a couple. Actually, we're going to do a couple of ads I think we'll do now. Um, Got to get through our ads because they're the only ones paying the bill. Yep, so let's do that and then we'll play some music after that. Thanks. Okay, bye. bye.
More music. Better mental health. Only on IPL Radio. And for the last time this Friday, you're with Mish on Good Vibrations with my work experience assistant, Monique. <laughs> Monique. <laughs> and my co today. Hello. Hello, Lana. Um, so we're going to... Ch- uh, s- uh, oh, I've gone tongue-tied. I'm a bit tired, actually. <laughs> That's right. That's me, Cheryl. Cheryl's here. <laughs> <laughs> Cheryl's dancing with the decades this yeah. afternoon from 3 till 6, 5.30. Well, it's been 5.30 because I have to leave early because I've got a show busy. tonight. Yeah, she's got a show on tonight. So what are you doing on your show today uh, uh, with Dancing with the Decades? Looking at movies, uh, dancing, dance movies mm-hmm. and their soundtracks and their music. Yeah, Footloose. Yeah, Footloose. I've got the foot. They're my favourite, so I'm leaving to them last because okay. I always play that music. So I'm doing a few other ones that I don't yeah. haven't talked about before. For an example, um, Step Up, oh, Take the Lead, right. um, Take the Lead, uh, Centre Stage. Yes, uh, the last dance, Save the Last Dance. I always get that. Mm. Um, and a few others like oh, the Step cool. Up series. And, yeah, yeah. I There's like others them. that I can stick in there, but it's like they're for my acrobatic ones because yeah. they bring it on and stuff. But oh, right. they're sort of dancey, but they're more for acrobatics. And I'm We'll be do. I think it's acrobatics next week. I'm gonna cheerleading as well is a big thing. There's a lot yeah. of cheerleading. Yeah, there and so well. I'll probably do acrobatics and cheerleading yes, and all that next same week. Same thing. Yeah, well. awesome. So. That sounds really good and lots of music as well. Yes. So it's time for us to say goodbye. So I thank uh, Monique for sitting at the desk today and taking control of my board. <laughs> 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 um, it has been a pleasure having you in, and I will see you Fridays in future for a while. Yep. And Lana, I appreciate you coming in with your stories and your. Um, wonderful wisdoms and po- not stories. Well, story, yeah, stories and poems. Yeah, stories and poems. Yeah, yes. which has been fantastic. And you both been an open book today, so it's really appreciated. Thank you for listening. Um, so everybody have a great weekend. Um, stay safe. Have a good weekend, and whatever you may be doing, even if you're not doing anything, just relax and have Going a good to time. Are oh, you really? <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. Eventually, I'm seeing Sting tomorrow, so that should be good. Um, yeah, be a good weekend for everybody. So stay safe, relax, do whatever you need to do, and uh, I'll see you. Or oh, if you need to catch up with me, I'm on Mish IPL on Facebook. I'm also on TikTok and YouTube. So if you want to check me out, and I've got a few videos on there, and trying to keep the IPL page running. Um, yeah, it's M I S H space IPL, and um, we'll put, pass you over to Cheryl. But this is a going out song. This is That Power by Will I Am and Justin Bieber. The Beeb. See ya. More music. Better mental health. Only on IPL Radio.